The year is 1993. WWF boss Vince McMahon is charged with steroid distribution. Kenya Moore from Detroit, Michigan is named Miss USA and now is a co-host on The Real Housewives of Atlanta. Meanwhile, dinosaurs return on planet Earth. Hold on to your butts. GameZillaMedia.com It's time for the last action podcast! Pop quiz, hot shot! Hey, motherfucker. I feel the need the need for speed. Please, you can kill it. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Come with me if you want to Welcome to the last action podcast. I am the one, the only, the amazing, the stupefyingly magnificent Sphinx. And then there's LPJ. Wow. That was great. It was great. It was good. It was almost it felt as good, good coming as, out. Almost as good as you. Coming out, <laughs> which is weird because normally you're like, "Oh, that feels good going in." You know what? Why did you have to already ruin this episode? No, oh, I ruined it. We're literally a minute. I just and 35 listened. Seconds I just listened this. to your opening, and it was fantastic. <laughs> yep. Listen, I saw that Kenya Moore won Miss USA. I thought that was interesting. We've done six movies in 1993. <laughs> yeah. We're out of ideas. We are scraping the bottom of the barrel. For but anyway, interests. we have a great movie here for 1993, we and we do. have a great guest with us today. Today we have the one, the only, Kaz. Hey guys, guest guest speaker Kaz here. <laughs> hey Kaz. <laughs> thanks for uh thanks for having me. It's uh I'm a first timer, so be gentle. No mm. problem. I'm gonna give it to you nice and rough. <laughs> It's got weird. It's got like it's got really weird already. All right, so let's just get into the movie. We are here talking about Jurassic Park. We are talking about Jurassic Park, which came out on June eleventh, nineteen ninety three. It certainly did. Universal Studios. Yep. And it's a movie with dinosaurs. It is a movie brought to us today by Kaz. Yes, Kaz, why'd you pick this movie? I actually think I was <laughs> I was probably watching it <laughs> when Nick texted me. Sphinx. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. When Sphinx texted me, he's like, "Hey, you want to do your, you know, you have any ideas for movies?" And I I floated him a couple ones. Uh one of them being Jurassic Park. Um yep. it's uh, it's my wife's most favorite movie of all time. She watches it whenever it's on TV and it's on TV a lot. Is it really her favorite movie? Yes. Well, then what the hell are you here for? Why don't we have her on the show? She wasn't invited. (laughs) Well, if I knew that, we could have put them both here. Wow. You let her know. If she wants to come on, she can be on. Beth, I apologize. (laughs) Yep, Beth, you are absolutely allowed on this show. Not to talk about this movie because your husband just poached it from you. Oh, <laughs> I did, shit. I did, did you even tell her why you were coming here? Oh, yeah. Movie and everything? No, like, I showed, when, when you said, oh, we could probably do Jurassic Park, but I'd have to talk to Jason about it, right? Yeah. Sorry, LPJ. <laughs> no, we're good. And uh, and she, like, her eyes got wide. She's like, <gasps> and she's like, like, do a good job. Like, don't ruin this for me. <laughs> It'll be the only episode she listens to. So if you screw this up, yes. we've already uh, lost a fan. So really, yeah, we can give Beth the credit for, for this one. <laughs> well, thank you, Beth. Well, but I do want to bring this up real quick, sure. and, and then I want to go over maybe our first time we saw this, if we can remember, and that is, <laughs> you know, I asked LPJ, I'm like, LPJ, does Jurassic Park fit on this podcast as an action movie? And upon, I mean, I, again, I also, when it's on TV, I, I like, I watch it, you know, but from beginning to end, it's been a while since I've seen it, um, until a few days ago when I rewatched it. And I don't know. I don't know how well. What? No, I don't know how well this fits in our action movie definition. We came to the conclusion, if you listen on Patreon, you will find out that none of the movies, we never came up with a definition of what makes an action movie. I know we didn't, but I mean. Because we couldn't. It's indecipherable. This is 100%. We don't have a villain. We don't need a villain. The villain is the the environment. I I, I was actually. Kind of regretful, like <laughs> or maybe remorseful. I don't know that I suggested this because I'm with you. I'm like, you know what? I don't really know if it's an action movie. And I was like, well, yeah. what kind of movie is it? And I and I, 
I landed upon it's a monster movie. Oh, but but, but wh- why why does it have to be a monster movie and not an action movie? Monster <sighs> movies are generally full filled with action. See, I think that's more adventure, or which like, I kind of like which suspense, I know, horror. Yeah, monster. like adventure and action are really closely tied to each other. But again, going off of more traditional realms of. I don't know, villain, good guy, bad guy, guns, shooting, explosions. guns, explosions. You don't really see like any of that in this movie. There, but that's there okay. are shotguns. There are shotguns. <laughs> this is no, this is absolutely an action movie. You think so, huh? Uh, 100%. Right. There's so much more action in this than there is like I mean, Grand well, Top Gun hasn't yeah. been, but um I mean there's we just covered Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah. Not as much action as we thought, more no, comedy side but, of things. But Beverly Hills Cop is an action movie. Yeah, this is. has way more action than Beverly Hills Cop does. This is Walt. Mm. This is there's very few parts of this movie that don't have action in it. Maybe there just mm. there weren't enough muscles or tank tops. <laughs> that could be it. Not enough blood, even though there was there's oh, some blood there's in here. Blood. You know the dinosaurs are only in this movie for like 18 minutes. You say it's a bunch of action. But they say the actual... Di- did I just take away your pop oh, quiz? Oh, <laughs> well, I guess we'll do that now. <laughs> well... Sorry. So, pop quiz, <laughs> how much screen time do the dinosaurs get? Uh, I'm going to guess 18 minutes. You're close. Oh, okay. It was, it was yeah, like I'll 20. 15. It's 15 minutes <laughs> of dinosaur go. footage, 9 minutes are animatronics, and 6 minutes are CGI. Yeah. And then there's obviously a combination of the two in, in parts of it. But. Yeah, I, re- I read and it's I don't... Pop kiss my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the, uh, you know, the credibility of the source, but I think I read that... If you ever see like a full dinosaur, it's CGI, and if it's like parts of it, like you know, you see like an arm or a leg, that's like an animatronic. No, that's not true. The T Rex, the T Rex was a fucking monster. Is a full size animatronic that weighed seventeen and a half thousand pounds. And it was 20 feet tall. They said that during the filming, when there would be crazy rain, that sometimes the T-Rex would start acting on its own, and it would scare the shit out of the crew. Because yeah, all of a sudden, they, the T-Rex would start like moving and shit by itself. That would be terrifying. Yeah, because the, the foam latex <laughs> would soak up rubber, so they'd go to try to move it, but it would strain and like skip. So they, it was unpredictable on how it was moving. So they had to dry it off with chamois in between takes. Yeah. Which, and, was the Shamwell guy actually there? It was pr- it was prior no. it was prior to Tony Hall taking over as the Shamwell guy. <laughs> nice. Shout out to Tony Hall, Shamwell guy. He's gonna not be happy with us. No, he's not. Um, <laughs> all right. So how about we go with first impressions or first time we saw this movie? Kaz, do you remember the first time you saw this? <laughs> and if you have a story tied to it, I do not remember no? the first time I saw it. But I I have kind of a story. Like I remember when. Like the previews are out, like when it was in theaters, mm-hmm. and I wanted to see it, but my parents said no. Yeah, they went and saw it, you know, without me. So I was like kind of jealous. Um, and then I, you know, like I probably saw it like a year and a half or two years later, like when we rented the mm-hmm. VHS. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, so I've got a good story. So I also, which was bizarre, I never saw it in the theater, which I would have thought, we were probably, what, seven, eight years old, Kaz? Yeah, Is that 90, about right? 93? Yeah, I we think we're... like seven-ish. Yeah, seven or eight. And so it was a friend of mine, must have been third grade, I guess. It was his birthday party, and it was a sleepover. And uh, it's a friend of our Dave's, not the Dave you're thinking of, it's a different Dave. Um, but nonetheless, like, we all went over to his house, and he had this on VHS, So it was the first time I really got to see it, but I remember, you know, it was probably like 10 of us, you know, eight, eight year old boys, you know, watching the movie and we were just all glued to the TV from beginning to end. And my buddy was so obsessed with it. Like his entire birthday was Jurassic Park themed. So we had dinosaur cake, dinosaur plates, dinosaur balloons. You know, his whole house was decked out in the Jurassic Park stuff. He had Jurassic Park, the video game for the Sega Genesis. And and after we watched the movie, you know, with the lights off and, and the sound super loud, you know, then we went downstairs and, and beat the game, you know, as a group. And it's it's one of my, like, I think earliest memories of actually going to someone's house to spend the night. Um, and it's Jurassic Park. So I love it. It always reminds me of it. So This movie was a huge part of my life. Uh, I was 13 when it came out. I saw it opening weekend. Mm-hmm. Then I saw it 
that same weekend a second time. Yeah. Then it came out on, uh, it went to the dollar show. I saw it two more times at the dollar show. Good God. And then Livonia Mall used <laughs> to do a Tuesday matinee. The first show of the day mm-hmm. was free for kids under like 12. I told them I was 12. <laughs> And I saw it three more times. <laughs> I saw this seven times in the Man. theater. Good Lord. Right? And it, it, we were obsessed with it. Like me and Joe and uh, and our mostly me and Joe. Not so much Jody, but mostly me and Joe. Yeah. We were obsessed with this. I read the book. Um, I It's what got me into like really reading novels. I ended up reading almost all of Michael Crichton's books. After this movie came out, I read Jurassic Park, and then I eventually started just going through his catalog. I've only read one of his books, and I I liked it. And the movie is which one horrible? Judy Sphere? No, Timeline. Uh, oh, you know what? Timeline's actually one of the ones I did not read. Oh, yeah, that was that came out later on. Okay, um, but it's yeah. a good book. The movie was like, what the hell is this? Yeah, but but, uh, but yeah, this movie was huge. I mean, we had the video game. We played the video game nonstop. I beat both modes of it when you play as Grant and you play as the Raptor. Mm-hmm. Um, I was obsessed with this, and I bought it on VHS immediately when it came out. I have it on the collector's edition DVD. I have it on Blu-ray. Like I- I've wow. seen this movie. This is the movie I might have seen more than anything, with the exception of Star Wars and the Indiana Jones series. Something else at this with this movie is we had it on VHS as well, and. I think it was the era of this, or maybe it's just when we had it. But my dad was always with top of the line audio stuff. So my dad bought the big surround sound system for the house. And I just remember when we popped this movie in, like the house shook. And from re watching the movie, um, just a few days ago with my surround sound, it just sounded because you don't get that feeling as much when it's on TV. But when I like sat down, lights off, like, hey, let's watch this. And it's that opening scene where, you know, where they're dealing with the raptor in the cage. Mm-hmm. The special effects are just and, and the sounds that go with that special effects, the sound effects are just amazing. Pop quiz, hot shot. This movie is responsible for creating a technology now considered you know, now considered standard throughout all the movie industry. What did this movie create? Is it the Dolby 5.1? Close. Mm. Uh, I don't know many things. I'll just say like (laughs) Dolby Digital. No, it's close. (laughs) It's DTS. So Digital Theater Sound, created by Steven Spielberg. This is the first film in history to have purely digital audio. Every single movie before this had analog audio. This is purely digital he created dts so that he could show off the sounds that they were recording for this film it sounds amazing and it won an academy award for it sure did actually won two academy awards for sound Sound editing yep so so good um you just mentioned spielberg you know he is the director of this film um he had just finished hook and wanted to do schindler's list but he was told, we'll let you do Schindler's List, but you're going to do this first. And he's like, all right, fine, whatever. Um, and I guess they were doing post-production of Jurassic Park, and he was in Poland filming Schindler's List. The dude was, like, never stopping. Um, I mean, this is prime Spielberg time, right? I mean, he's just rolling them out like crazy at this point. Well, I'm listening to another podcast right now, um, and it's all about the AFI Top 100, and Schindler's List is on that. So they talk a lot about this movie within that. Mm -hmm. And um, he was actually flying back and forth between Poland and Hawaii, where they filmed this, Mm -hmm. uh, and partially LA, where they filmed it, um, doing work on both. So he was was doing his, uh, doing the, the photography the principal photography for this, and then flying to Poland to do things like, um, uh, you know, figuring out location scouting and writing Schindler's List, mm-hmm. or, 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 or doing the workups for Schindler's List uh, while he was doing this and bouncing between the two the entire time. And then they both get released in 93, mm-hmm. and, you know, Spielberg cleans up at the Oscars. Yeah, we mentioned it with a different movie we cover in 93 that he took home, I think, 13 Oscars that year. Yeah. Three of them were for Jurassic Park. The other 10 were for Schindler's List. Yeah, he cleaned up every major category with the, I think, the exception of, like, Best Supporting Actress or something. Yeah, just insane. Um, Jurassic Park does come from, kind of loosely, from a Michael Crichton book. 
No, it's not loosely. I mean, Crichton himself says he's only got 10 to 20% of the, his book in this movie. Yeah, I mean, there's the basic outline of the story is the same, but the individual plot points are slightly different, and the characterization is slightly different. Yeah, and apparently the book, I mean, you said you read the book. Yeah, he, he claims that the book is actually pretty intense. It is. It's very intense, and a lot of the third Jurassic Park is the stuff that was left out of the book. Hmm. That they pulled out of the book from the first movie. Fun fact, I've never seen Jurassic Park 3. It's not terrible. I've seen every other one several times, but I've never actually seen the third one. The third one's not terrible. It's pretty good, but it's not... It's Beth's least favorite. She does not like the third one. It's just like, she'll watch them all. She doesn't care about the third one. I don't know. I don't like The Lost World as much. as I I think I like the third one better than The Lost World. I hated this new one. I finally got a chance to watch it. You and I were supposed to see it, Kaz, and then you, you bailed on me or you, you saw it with Beth. Um, so I eventually watched it, and I'm like, I'm happy I didn't spend money at the movie theater. But you said you kind of liked it. Not that we're doing yeah, we, a podcast we, on this one. We like. Yeah. Um, I liked it. I was we like the new ones. Ugh. I liked the first new one, but this one that just came out, was it Fallen Kingdom? Kingdom? Yeah, Fallen Kingdom. Ugh. It was all right. I hated it. Anyway. Um. His book wasn't, this is bizarre, because his book wasn't even done yet. He didn't even finish Jurassic Park, yeah. but there was already conversation to turn this into a movie. So he said that, yeah, I'll work on a screenplay separate from the book, but he demanded like $1.5 million. He's like, give this to me now, give me the film rights, and give me a, an undisclosed percentage of the earnings, which I'm sure was a great number. And he's like, and I'll go ahead and do this, because I believe he started working on the book in 1989 and by 1990 he was still dealing with it there was a bid which universal won uh tim burton was in play from warner brothers richard donner was in play from columbia but universal won out with spielberg and then Crichton was given another fifty thousand dollars to adapt the book even further and then even after that spielberg brings in david cope co-op david cap cap all right to to rework the script and he's famous for doing two things number one i guess the scene where it's the cartoon where they're doing the ride mr dna yeah mr dna i guess that's several chapters of the book it's a big chunk of the book yep and it was his idea to, to turn it into like this little cartoon um and then the other thing that he was big for was he took a lot of he took a lot of the backstory out of the characters because he felt like it was boring. He's like, the movie is not about the actors. This movie is about the dinosaurs. Yeah, and that was one of the big differences between the book. And Crichton's writing in general um, is very technical because he he was a doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of his writing is very scientific. There's a lot of a lot of actual science in his books. Uh, and a lot and 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 whole chapters were dedicated to the the uh, the idea of um DNA recreation and cloning the dinosaurs. And so, yeah, that was definitely all condensed down. And again, you're right. Some of the characters were completely changed and their backstories were all removed. Yeah. Which Spielberg said he loved this movie and wanted to do it immediately because he found the story behind it to be so credible. Which I, I do wonder, like, how credible creating an actual dinosaur using this mosquito trapped in amber really is. But... Uh, apparently Spielberg felt like, dude, that, that I feel like that could really happen. Well, I, I mean, it, it's um, it's not implausible because they did it recently with a mammoth. They have, yeah. they were able to. Uh, Was it like 2005 or something? They did something like that. No, this thinking? past year. Oh, really? Yeah, they didn't clone. They didn't officially clone it yet, but they were able to extract its full DNA strand from uh, fossilized, frozen um, mammoth tusks that they found in uh, Siberia. Life finds a way. Yeah, and they, they were able to recreate. So if they wanted to, they could go out and clone a mammoth now because they have the full DNA strain. Well, there you go. Uh, let's run through our, our actors here, and then we can start to get into this film. So Sam Neill is Dr. Alan Grant. Uh, we got Laura Dern, who is Dr. Sattler, um, which she's definitely become more popular in recent years uh, in her roles in films. Um, I know she she's was popular the, before. She's had a pretty... Nah, I feel like she kind of went away for, for quite a bit. Yeah, she did go away for a little bit, but... 
And then, obviously, Jeff Goldblum. Of course. Dr. Ian Malcolm, which I did not know this. Uh, Laurel Dern and... Yeah, uh, they were married. Yeah. No, they didn't get married. Oh, they were engaged. That's right. They were engaged. But they hooked together. They they hooked up together on the set. Yeah. So the scene where they're in the Jeep and he's explaining chaos theory, like that was probably like legitimate, like, I'm trying to get in your pants right now type of deal. Because well, a lot of that be. was improv uh, from what I read. Uh, but yeah, they, they started dating, they got engaged, and at the last minute, I guess, they, they said no. He, she could have been Mrs. Jeff Goldblum. Good talk. Moving on. All right. Uh, and then we got Richard Attenborough, who is John Hammond, which I have a pop quiz for both of you. Pop quiz, hot shot. Richard Attenborough is a director of his own, which I did not know this. Do you know what movie Richard Attenborough directed that beat out for Best Picture a movie that Steven Spielberg did that didn't win Best Picture? I can't remember off the top of my head, uh, but Richard Attenborough's brother is David Attenborough, who narrates the uh, Earth uh, biograph- Earth documentaries on BBC. All Planet Earth? Planet Earth, yeah. That didn't answer no, my question. Not at all, but go ahead. I don't. I don't remember. Yeah, he is a he is a director. Yeah, I know that. I just don't remember. Well, he's movie. dead now. But well, yeah. Who, Richard or David? Uh, uh, Richard. David's still alive. Kaz, oh, do you want to take not. a guess of who I, it is? What what, what movie remember, it might be? I remember reading this, mm. and I was like, oh, I don't know that movie. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> so <laughs> I guess I, don't I know because it, it was being the history teacher. It's Gandhi. Oh, that's right. Okay, from nineteen eighty three. Yeah. Do you know? Do you remember what movie he beat Spielberg out in? Uh, Close Encounters. Was it, uh, wait, what year? Would have been 93, right? 83. Oh, 83? Oh. Oh, um. E.T.? Yeah, it was E.T. Yeah, Yeah, so that's that's what won over. So I find it interesting that he, like, you know, this dude beat him out for best picture, and then he ends up hiring him on to be John Hammond. I don't think he's competitive. Maybe not. He, He thought of John Hammond as being a dark Walt Disney, by the way. Which yeah, I guess that kind of fits a little. In bit. the book, he kind of is. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. Uh, Bob Peck is Robert Muldoon, who is our, I guess, our our hunter or our gatekeeper type of type like, of deal. Yeah, gameskeeper. Gamesman, yeah, yeah. gameskeeper. Yeah. And then we've got Samuel L. Jackson, who is Ray Arnold. Mr. Was this Arnold. his first role? Like ever? Like the first like major? Hmm. I guess this isn't um, even really that so. major. I think one was Pulp Fiction. That was 94. 94. That was the year after. Oh. It might have been one of his first major. But it's not even a major role, like you just said. I mean, yeah. he's pretty minor in it, but he's just got... <laughs> it's just it's a memorable it's, it's line. It's a few roles. No, yeah, it's a th- few lines. That's the, it, this was a realization I had after watching <laughs> it the last time. Is, you know, one of, one of the lines always for for Jurassic World, is, or Jurassic Park, right? It's, hold on to your butts. And I'm like, you know what? Like, snakes on a plane. There's one line. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and, and even, uh, so I was watching, like, the, the DVD, right, mm-hmm. um, of uh, Jurassic Park. Yeah. And then I watched, like, they had, like, oh, watch, like, the theatrical trailer. Mm-hmm. And that line is in the trailer. Is in the trailer? Yeah. Just like, <laughs> just like, you know, snakes on a plane, right, yeah. is in the, the trailer, <laughs> like, makes the whole movie of snakes on a plane. So there's at least two movies where... Samuel L. Jackson's I like... I still say, hold on to your butts. And, and, and <laughs> yeah, at, my son looks at me like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so good. So he's got he's got those movie like movie kind of defining oh, yeah. lines. Please! <laughs> God damn it, I hate the computer hack. <laughs> so good. I hate this <laughs> hacker Please. bullshit. Yeah, I, like, I hate this hacker bullshit. <laughs> uh, and then finally I had on here Wayne Knight as Dennis Nedry himself. Yep. Ah, 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 you didn't say the magic <laughs> word. <laughs> so good. So damn good. All right. Do you know that when this movie came out, it was the highest grossing movie ever? Yeah. Made almost a billion dollars. Pop quiz, hot shot. Did I give this away already, or do you actually have no, something I additional have to it? Oh, all right. What do you got? You may know this from your research. How much money did Steven Spielberg make from this film? Mm, I don't have this. Oh, so let me see. I, I uncovered that. Did you? Because oh, it's in the a, same. This well, is good. So I guess, first of all, I thought the billion dollar mark is like like history to date. Like, I don't think that was in the theaters. I think that's like including up to present time. I think yeah, because like they did, they did, oh, a, they did a 3D re-release. 
So I think oh, like, they might have included that in there. I think, well, yeah, that, that's how well, I no, interpreted it. Was, it. It was like, money wise, it might have been, but at the time, no, at the time it was still it the was highest. Gross. Highest oh, okay, gross yeah. yeah, yeah. The only Titanic was, uh, brought it down. Yeah, Titanic beat it in '97 and was the first movie to officially cross a billion. And yeah. then, and there's been other sense. Right. But going back to the pop quiz, yes. So, how much money did Steven Spielberg make from this? Like lifetime. No. Oh. Okay. To like, do the movie, like to, how much were you hired to do the movie? Like from from its initial theatrical release, like royalties and like whatever yep. percentage he's got. Yeah, total. Okay. Hundred million. Uh, Two hundred fifty. Two hundred fifty million. Holy shit! But like that's what I mean. That's lifetime. He didn't well, make that on like you know five years. Still two hundred oh, and fifty million dollars. Yeah, quarter billion off of one movie. <laughs> it yeah. is the largest sum any individual has made from any movie ever. Yes, he made more movie on this. He made more money from this movie than anyone has at any point, any time on any, any movie. other movie. Yeah, that is insane. Two hundred fifty million dollars. And like I that mean, is the entire salary of like a baseball player. This is why he just does whatever he like wants lifetime. now. Yeah, you know, well, if, yeah. He, if he has an idea to do a movie, he just does it. He doesn't need anyone's this permission w- or this anything. This was the movie that did it. Yeah. So like after this, I mean, if you look at the movies he did after this, obviously Schindler's List was at the same time. Yeah, but then he's doing like. But even Schindler's List was a movie that he always wanted to do. Right, and so this obviously gave him the opportunity to do it. Well, no, because they greenlit that. At the same time, they greenlit. They did, but they told me he had to get through this first. But yeah, I'm but sure he that didn't make the, they didn't make I'm the money. I'm sure the movie turned out differently. Schindler's List, based on the success of this, I'm sure he was no given from more. the making of it. You don't he think had, so? No, because like I said, I was listening to that podcast. Okay. He had no idea how Jurassic Park was really doing while he was he was so insulated in Poland. Right, they were oh. close together. Yeah, like I they, mean, they were buttoning this up while he was working on the other one already. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, I, he had no idea. That was actually one of like little pieces of trivia I read was. When you know he had kind of they had kind of wrapped up like the filming of mm-hmm. Jurassic Park and he's out working in you know I guess Poland or whatever on the next movie and um, once a week he had a call with someone working on Jurassic Park for yeah like maybe said like like trailers or or something and he he described it as like trivial like childish compared to I think just like uh, you know just it's, the it's just a change material, it's a change yeah. right he's going to Schindler's List that's a much yeah it's a, you know that's very <laughs> not. Um, <laughs> It's a very fictional, weighty, hate, right? heavy, <laughs> yes. Yes. historical so, film. Yeah. So you know, he kind of was talked about it lightly at that point. Well, right? he or, wanted to make Jaws on land. Is basically what he was looking to make in Jurassic Park. Yeah. Uh, just kind of as a thriller, and then just so he could get to his passion project, which was Schindler's List. Yeah. All right. Um, we've got some sound here. Um, the soundtrack is famously done by by John Williams. The most famous, you know, composer in 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 movie history. Um, we have not used him yet. I don't think we've brought John Williams up on this show yet, which is kind of mm, crazy to think. No, but. we haven't. Well, you know, because realistically, he hasn't done a lot of action, straight like, up action yeah, movies. That's true. And, and I guess we ha- we're not we're still split on whether or not this. <laughs> that's true yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> So, but yeah, I mean, John Williams, I don't think I need to say anything more about nope. him, but we've got, we've got two tracks for you here. Uh, what's the first one you're looking at here? Oh, I thought we were doing two. I thought we were, well, maybe we're just doing one. Yeah, as far as I know, we're just going to do the theme. So, all right. All right, here we go. with this place. What <laughs> <laughs> uh, a song. I think, like, at least for me, like, that just, like, fits 
the scale of the movie. It's just such like a oh, grandiose yeah. sound, right? And they're always playing it, you know, as you're looking at like a brachiosaurus, right? Something just like fills the screen, uh-huh. right? It's just, I think it fits really well. Well, that was one of the strong points with this film in general is the soundtrack is woven into each scene so seamlessly. Mm-hmm. Like everything, every beat of the music matches visually with what you're seeing. Like nothing's out of place. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, like Kaz just mentioned, like the, it's it's a it's a song that gets used with a lot of clips when when like people are like putting little movie scenes together with dramatic effect. This is a very common theme that they like to use as a background for it. It's just super, and the theme's been made fun of before too. Like I think it's like Family Guy, where he's like, "It's a dinosaur, <laughs> look right behind you," like uh, silly crap like that. Sure, but yeah, you don't know what I'm talking about. No, I. I'm sure it's great. Why are you giving me a weird look? I don't know. I'm, I'm not giving you a look. I deserve that look. This song's great. <laughs> the soundtrack's great. The the other song I wanted to play, but apparently LPJ didn't hear it? me before. It's when they're when they're at the i when they're going to the island for the first time. The dun, 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 dun. I like that song. It's a good song. Um, yeah. I which one it is. You're not going to be able to figure island. this out. We know this. Right yeah, here. Journey to the Island. All right. Let's see how well you can do this. Yeah. Woo. Well, now we have to wait until the theme, so hold on. You want to skip ahead? Sure. This is a lot longer than I thought. I know, I forgot how long the opening was. There it is. Sorry. Sorry to all of our listeners. <laughs> You know, as uh, as three former trumpet players in this room, we can really, really appreciate that sound right, right there. Not only appreciate it, I bought the trumpet music <laughs> of this, and I played it in middle school. I'm sure you did. I'm sure you were the coolest kid in middle school. <laughs> oh, it was that great. Too. Between this and my Aladdin, Aladdin sheet music, I was the shit. Well, you pretty much look like Aladdin, so I'm sure oh, that worked out. <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> All right, let's start to dig into this thing. All right, <laughs> thirty-two minutes in, let's dig into this. Well, I mean, I, that's true, right? Like, there's just so much to this movie. It's like, I know. Do we like, want to start? Do we want to start at the beginning? Do we want to start? I you don't know, know what, what we to need do. to do. Here's what we need to do. Right, we just you got need an to idea do. Here. We just need to do a bare bones plot. So the plot, the, it's, it's super simple. You got some paleontologists that need to go to the island to verify it's in good shape and that it'll work so that the insurance company can sign off on the park so it can open. And then... Well, you didn't even mention what the park is. I haven't gotten to that part yet. It's, it's Jurassic Park. They don't know. They don't know what the park <laughs> oh, is yet. For our listeners out there, see, Jurassic Park is this park filled with dinosaurs. Dinosaur. Dinosaur. Now we can make a dinosaur. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, so hello. then things go hello, awry, oh, hello, the dinosaurs John. escape, and they have to survive and get off the island. Yes, because life finds a way. It certainly does. I've Ex- said that twice now. Except if you're Dennis Nedry, in which case death found a way. God, I love his death. It's so good. Ooh, question about his death. Yes. Okay. Right? So, and because I've seen the scene a whole bunch, and I've never, I've always wondered, right? The so, Dilophosaurus, right? Di- yeah, Dilophosaurus, right? Yeah. So he he's outside of the truck, he's messing around trying to like, Get it unstuck, right? Mm-hmm. And, he, and the Dilophosaurus spits, spits the in his venom. face, right? Yeah. Um, and then he gets into the truck. Is that the same Dilophosaurus in the truck, or is it a second it's one? It's got to be a different it's one. It's got to be a second oh, one. Oh, I right? always assumed it was the same one. 
And like, how I, could it spit in his face and then run around jumping the, well, in the just, thing real quick? Because it's a dinosaur. It moves fast. Because just, I mean, the, the cut scene, like, you know, he stumbles around the truck for a little bit and, and you don't see. Like he could have gotten in with you not seeing, but I also think it's a second one. I think it's just from a practicality a standpoint. Sure. Like, but wouldn't the second one join in and eat him too? Well, he was. Well, you he don't was see in that the long. Truck. You don't see the scene. You don't stay with the scene that long. And he closes the door. So whatever, whatever. Well, dinosaurs and why was were, the passenger side door open? It wasn't. That's the thing. Is no, it had, had the, driver's the driver's door. door. Driver's side door. He left his door open the whole time. Oh, so you're saying the Dilophosaurus was in the passenger seat yes. when he shot and, it at him? Yeah, yeah. And a second one. The second one. Yeah. When he got in, when he got back in the truck and closed the door, the dinosaur was in there. And so then you it's like, right. was that a second one, or did it somehow run around him while he was like blinded? Gotcha. And why does the dinosaur make a rattlesnake noise? <laughs> I was. I have a game for us. Do we want to play a game? <laughs> Shit, I guess. The Would game you like is. To play do a you game? know what animals the dinosaur sounds came from? Oh, I read these. I don't necessarily remember all of They're them. They're kind of fun. I, okay. All right. I read a couple, or I remember some. All right. Here we go. What's my first one? I, I'm not. I'm it's not. Your question. Oh, here we go. The first one is the Brachiosaurus. Uh, That's the big, tall ones. Right. The, the the herbivores. I believe that was um the Brachiosaurus. That is, I don't know. You're terrible. At it's this a veggie sore. Just <laughs> come up with a damn animal. What did it sound like? Uh, it was a blue heron. Um. A yellow fin bass. All right, we're moving on. Kaz, <laughs> what do you think? What was the Brachiosaurus? I mean, was there some elephant in there? No. Not for this one. Rhino. No. Jaguar. It is <laughs> whale. Tesla. Whale Tesla. and donkey. Okay. Whale and donkey for like, the Brachiosaurus. Like donkey or like Eddie Murphy donkey? <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> Next one. Let me see. Where are we? I don't know where we are. We did Brachiosaurus. <laughs> we just did the Brachiosaurus. T-Rex. Let's oh, go with that one. That? So I read... No, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, please. No, I read this one and it surprised me and I and I listened for it the last time I watched it. I read that dog was a part of that. Like a dog bark yes. or something. It's lion. No. It's dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely dog. There's... Um, Kaz said the elephant. Word. It is elephant. So <laughs> elephant. Uh... Yellowfin trout. <laughs> really bad at this. Hermit crab. <laughs> you know, if we're not going to play the game, then I'm done. Just tell us. I, we don't know. Elephant, tiger, alligator, and then when the T-Rex was breathing, it was the whale's blowhole. Yep. Yep. Dilaposaurus <laughs> is not. Rattlesnake. Rattlesnake <laughs> is correct. Any other guesses? Yellowfin so, trap. Was there some sort of like, there was, like ape or monkey or something? Like, there was monkey. Okay. Good yeah. work. That, that's just that's just all from the ear. I didn't read that. Yeah. Dolphin. Oh. Dolphin. Last one. Okay. The raptor. What is the raptor? Oh. Beth was telling me this, but I don't remember. Bass guitar. <laughs> You're a horrible human being. Something, something that. Kind I of wish I had a T Rex that could chop you in half, just like the blood sucking lawyer got eaten. T Rex can't use an axe. You're a jackass. <laughs> Dolphin as well for the raptor. Oh. Walrus. Don't know where that one's at. Geese. Geese, I get here. Cranes. And I can't read my handwriting for the last one. Oh, a couple other birds. That's all it says. Okay. Probably Fine. the yellowfin tuna. Yellowfin <laughs> tuna. You know, this really could have been fun and you two killed it. I yeah. enjoyed well, it. It wasn't that fun to begin with. <laughs> you know what? You're not fun. Get off my show. It's been real, guys. Thanks for having me. <laughs> all right. So another thing that I have in this movie, in the beginning, that is an issue that I have with it. All right. So we later find out that it is this mosquito. That has DNA, and that's how we're able to extract, you know, you know, make these dinosaurs. However, in the film, we're seeing them get the mosquito for the first time. The timeline didn't no, work. No, 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 no. It's not one mosquito. They've gotten several mosquitoes already. My question is, how do they tell what DNA it is? Yeah. Then how would they know that then? Mm-hmm. 
That's my question is how do they, it's front they don't have it's not like they have it's not like they're extracting it from a part of the animal so they can identify the what animal it is based on that part. They're extracting DNA from they're from blood. They have no idea if it's from a mammoth, if it's from, you know, a raptor or a T-Rex. They have no idea what this particular We have a T-Rex. <laughs> yeah, they have no idea what this Say di- what this which dinosaur it's from. We have a T-Rex. That's so good. theoretically, they could be stringing together all kinds of different and then just randomly breeding them? Is mm. that what they're doing? Is just randomly breeding them and seeing what they get? I don't know. Then they're putting the frog in there, right, to, sure. to combine the rest of the code type yep. of deal. It all sounded, it all made sense to eight-year-old Sphinx. I don't know. Like, this is totally true. This is happening. Let's bring the dinosaurs back to Earth. Yep. Now, to eat LPJ. All right, let's discuss a couple favorite scenes, maybe. Let's do that. Things we really enjoy about this film. We have to try and, and keep this as civil as we can. Kaz, do you want to go first? What is a scene that strikes out to you that you're like, God, I love this part of this movie? But it, it's like kind of a it's kind of a cop out, but like my favorite part of the movie is like, like you know the grand finale, right? Like mm. so they're they're the group of survivors is is like cornered by the two velociraptors, and then out of nowhere, right? Like King of the Jungle T Rex comes out of nowhere. Which how do you not know T Rex is know. fucking coming? The guy but. like the guy is sensed like his approach is sensed like minutes before he shows up any yeah. other part of the movie. But it's just so badass when he like chomps that chomps the raptor, kind of fights the other one, and then like oh, yeah. kind of like looks back over his shoulder at the camera and like lets out the roar. Right, and the music's playing, just like it's awesome. It's and the that best was and then the, the banner movie. comes down yeah, too. Right? Yes. Well, and that scene was changed relatively late in the production too like they they are they had a different ending already worked out and spielberg was like no you know we need to have like we need to have the hero dinosaur at the end let's make the t-rex the hero dinosaur and and they wrote that scene kind of close to the end of production and it's my favorite scene I it's think a great it's like, scene it's fantastic I, like i like like would pump my fist in the air like yeah. to that scene. It's just so good. Well, and that's that theme of the T Rex kind of being the hero is carried on through all of the films. Yes. Well, and Spielberg said himself, the T Rex is the main character of this movie. Yeah. Like he he designed the film to operate so that T Rex is the star. Yep. Which he certainly is, and that goes into my favorite scene, hands down. It might be, it might be one of my favorite scenes in a movie ever, and that is when. That T-Rex goes through the gate and tears apart at that explorer. Like, I remember as a kid just loving it, glued to it. But even rewatching it, I'm like, God, this is so good. Because there's such suspense. Because, you know, of course, word of the cars gets stuck right there in front of the T-Rex. And all of a sudden, you know, it's raining out, you can't see. And then all of a sudden, the goat's missing. And then perfectly set up. What happened to the goat? <laughs> Falls right onto the car. And it just continues to go that way. The lawyer, right? He's like, oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. You know, he runs away. You know, he left us. He left us. Right. And then you got you got Grant and Malcolm watching the terror oh, God, as yeah. T-Rex shows up. You know, it's so so good and long like it's there's a i don't know how long long it it is is, it's probably a 10 minute scene yeah but there's something different going on each time because you know he manages to to flip the thing upside down well he breaks through the glass breaks through the the glass yeah Yeah. then they got the 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 flares you know grant is trying to distract him with the flare which i guess part of the flare actually got sam neil and like burned him pretty bad on the arm um, and then you got Malcolm trying to be a hero, right? Then he goes crashing into the bathroom, and that's when you see the lawyer. And when that lawyer gets eaten, like, I just, you know, I remember, you know, when we were spending the night at my buddy's house, we're all like, yeah, when that sucker got eaten in half. So good. Then when he's chewing off the the tire, and then when he spits the, the car down into the tree, there's just so, like, once T-Rex happens, the next, like, 40 minutes of the movie just, like, go flailing by because then you've got them in the tree you know then you've got them um what are they doing after that oh then you got the chase with the t-rex right mm-hmm. must go faster must go faster must go faster which i found out that that line was reused in independence day right because emmerich loved that line so much in jurassic park he told goldblum you gotta do it again which is awesome yep 
I love the T-Rex scene there. I think my favorite part of this movie isn't the specific scene. It's the fact that it still holds up. Like, it's a 25-year-old movie mm-hmm. at the at the, really the, the beginnings of CGI, yep. and it still holds up. Like, every part of it, it's, it's, it's great. 25 years later, and I can watch the film, and I 100% believe that those dinosaurs are right there interacting with the people. The only thing that I thought looked fake was that tree they were in with the Brachiosaurus. The tree looked fake, yeah. and it was just a set, but every dinosaur in there looked so real. Going back to the tree as well, why did they think the strategy was to go down? When, when, the, the, when the, the truck car, is falling, so yeah. just going over around. Why the other would side? you just go around I, the other side of the I tree? I asked myself the same question. I'm like, right, why like, are you going the hard way? Like, just right. move like two feet over to your side and <laughs> yeah. let it fall past you. Yeah, like, like why you did that on the wall. Yeah. He's like, grab the wire. Yeah, like why are you trying to 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 to, to beat the the explorer? Beat race gravity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't it know. Just you know, I mean, it makes for an awesome scene, but it's like, why, why? And then I love it too when the stampede happens. Then T Rex again like comes out of the trees and yeah. starts taking yep. out the herd. It's it's so good. And you know, uh, apart from some scenes, which are a couple more I want to share, but this movie, it might be the most one of the most quotable movies ever. I mean, I find myself constantly saying things. You know, clever girl. Uh, I'll give you that. <laughs> you know? I mean, there's definitely quotable lines. I don't know how quotable Dotson, it is. Dotson. We got Dotson here. <laughs> that That's kind of quotable. See, see no, nobody cares. I mean, whole, uh, what are you? What are you that had a secret agent? <laughs> so, I got to give a shout don't, out. To, don't get cheap on me, Dotson. <laughs> I got to give a shout out to Beth's favorite scene, the, the okay. kitchen scene with the raptors. Oh, that, that, is that was really the one I wanted to bring up. One. Yes. That, that was a terrifying scene as a kid. Okay, now get her on the phone. Let's talk to her. <laughs> so good. Um, going back to the stampede scene in Industrial Light and Magic's parking lot, they were recreating how to how they were going to do that scene, and apparently one of the guys like trips and falls. Um, they had like a, a fake plastic piping that was supposed to represent the the tree that was down, and so apparently they threw that in the movie too. So one of the there one of the dinosaurs, of if you watch, actually like falls and wipes out on the tree, and they just took that because when they were practicing the rehearsal of how to make that CGI happen, they're like, let's keep that in there. There are a few That's things cool. like um, uh, the line where Malcolm, where um, where Malcolm and uh, uh, Grant are walking up the staircase and they're talking about mm-hmm. recreating dinosaurs, and he's like, well. Uh, you know, it looks like we're out of a job, and Malcolm says, "Don't you mean extinct?" Yeah, or extinct. Yeah. Well, that line came from uh, Phil Tippett, who did. Uh, yeah, this is a good story. Fr- good yeah, call. from Phil Tippett mm-hmm. and um, Stan Winston talking, and, and Stan Winston was doing does the the practical effects. Phil Tippett was in charge of all the CGI, and when when Stan Winston saw Phil Tippett, uh, the the actual CGI dinosaurs. You know, he said, uh, it looks like I'm out of a job. And, and Phil Tippett said, don't you meet extinct? And, uh, and they put that line in there. And it's it just from that, from that interaction between the two special effects guys. Yep. I have to say, I got to bring this up, too, because you mentioned your wife, Kaz. So my wife watched this for the first time with me a few days ago to see this. Like, she had seen little clips here and there, but she had actually never seen it beginning to end. And my wife could not have set it up any better for me. So it is that T-Rex scene when the lawyer leaves. My wife literally goes, where does he think he's going? And I go, when you gotta go, you gotta go. <laughs> and, and Malcolm they said immediately that those exact words. He said that exactly. Like but, two seconds later, my wife's like, oh, you're an ass. Like, e- even Grant, though, says, where does he think he's going? Oh, that's right. Yeah. It's like, where do you think he's going? Like, Katie, like, immediately said that. And I'm like, when you gotta go, you gotta go. And then that entire scene happened like 30 seconds later. I'm like, this is amazing. Like, you really made my night here. It was too good. So. I don't know, man. There's a lot of good scenes in here when it comes to different lines. You know, you think they'll have that on the tour? When he's oh, being that's chased? a good one. It's a good one too. I mean, Goldblum himself, and then you've got iconic Jeff Goldblum, man. When he's when he's got the shirt off, <laughs> hanging out, you know, on the side. God, I wish I had that Funko Pop because it is so classic. Well, speaking of Jeff Goldblum, yeah, this this is a good place for us to throw in uh, a little segment we like to call role reversal. Mm-hmm. 
So Jeff Goldblum, obviously, is Ian Malcolm in here. There were two other people considered for the role. Yeah. One of them being Cameron Thor, who plays Dotson. Um, I don't think he would have been very good. Mm-mm. But the other person is interesting. Jim Carrey was considered for Ian Malcolm. Horrible. It would it would have changed this movie because Jim Carrey is so comedic. I don't think I don't think Jeff Goldblum his lines are funny, but they're not necessarily trying to be funny. Like they're they're serious in nature. We find it comedic. Well, Does that make delivery. sense? It's a dry humor. But yeah. I mean, I think I think he's like trying to be funny, like. But, but I think, in a serious but Jim way, Carrey's like a sarcastic way. Right, Carrie's yeah, intentional. Not like a slapsticky way. Well, yeah. the reality is Jeff Goldblum is just Jeff Goldblum in every movie. Yeah, he is. And it, it's the way he delivers lines. And oh, I, another great line. Now that is a big pile of shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love yeah. that. <laughs> you will remember to wash your hands before you eat anything. <laughs> right, there's so many lines, man. All right, so Jim Carrey, that's a bust for me. I don't like it. All right, so we have uh, Laura Dern as Ellie Sattler, also considered for the role Robin Wright. Uh, Princess Bride? Mm-hmm. That actually, I, I think that could have been a perfect role for her. I yeah, think it would have I think fit. she would have been fine. Yeah. Because honestly, Laura Dern doesn't have a ton in this. No, there's really not. She, her role isn't huge in this film. I mean, obviously she has scenes that are pivotal, but yeah. as far as her as an actress, it really could have been anybody. It really... yeah. Uh, next for for uh, Alan Grant, it's Sam Neill, obviously. Mm-hmm. Two people considered William Hurt. Mm. Yeah, those two are pretty similar. Yep. One's not British, but... And then a Harrison Ford. Of course, Harrison Ford. Sure, it's Gilbert. <laughs> Harrison Ford... The problem with Harrison Ford is kind of what we talked about before, that this movie is about the dinosaurs. If Harrison Ford was in this movie, the movie would have been about Harrison Ford. This movie would have been an Indiana Jones movie. Yeah, it would have taken a... It, he might it would as well not be have, Indiana Jones. The movie would not have been written the way it currently was. No, it couldn't have been. No. It w- I don't think it would have Because worked. he wouldn't have been a major character. Because no, not to be mean to Sam Neill, he's not a major character. I mean, he's a major character. You, know, you know, know what I mean? I get what you're saying. Yeah, the movie's not about him. No. He's the he's a, he's a protagonist. He's not the protagonist. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I think. All right, that's all I got for role reversal. Sweet. All right. Are there any other scenes or anything that we're missing here? Anything I mean, else we want to share? Every scene, any scene I, we didn't ele- talk about is missing at this the, point. The electric fence is an awesome scene too. That is a great scene. When 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 poor Timmy, you think he he might make it and just the timing does not work out, man. He gets zapped. I don't get you don't get I don't remember why he froze up on the fence. Like he's he, afraid of heights. He climbed up over the fence and then halfway back down it, and then he froze up halfway down. Yeah, they got the alarm going he's off. A, Wouldn't that scare a, the crap out of like, you? He's like what an eight-year-old kid. You know what eight-year-old kids do? They climb fences. He's <laughs> like, like twelve uh, or thirteen. Well, then he should be even better. Like, but he's a dork, isn't he? Is not kind of the idea. Like he knows everything about the dinosaurs. I don't think he's an outdoorsy mm-hmm. kind of kid. Because neither is his I sister. Know. You know. I just I. I because the I, sister knows how to use the Linux system on the security. <laughs> yeah, that was ridiculous. The door It's a Unix system. Yeah, I know this. I know this. Um, I don't know. I just I didn't find that believable that he went up and over the fence and then froze halfway down. It's like I, yeah. the worst part's over. Like just climb. You're climbing down. You're not even climbing up at that point. It's true. I don't know. It's true. I had trouble swallowing that. All right. All right. You want to rate this thing? <laughs> I am ready to rate this Let's thing. Let's do that. Let's rate it. Alright, so we usually let our guest go first. If they choose, we rate on a five machine gun scale. You can do half machine guns if you choose. Do you want to go first or do you want to defer to one of us? Uh, you know, I'll go first. Okay. Okay. Just because I want to throw out, or I kind of want to go back to what we talked about a little bit at the beginning. So, rating it in terms of a movie, hmm, four and a half. Mm-hmm. In terms of an action movie, how I how I think about action movies, I'd only give it when I say, or I'll say in terms of an action movie, I'll say uh, maybe only like two because I expect more like gunfire, explosions, muscles. Okay, well, what what like what's your ideal action movie? I'm just curious. This is just not. Oh. I'm not picking on your, your no rating. Um, just whatever. That's a good question. I'm not like a huge action movie person, but I'd say like. Um, you know, like a like a uh, Terminator. Yeah, like a or like a Schwarzenegger kind of film. 
So something more along the lines of like an 80s style, you know, Schwarzenegger, Stallone yeah. kind of action movie. Yeah. Like a classic, die like Die Hard, Commando, yeah. you know, something along those lines. It's Yeah, it's typically like military something, you know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this is definitely not that movie. Right. <laughs> no. But mo- as a movie, you know, like I said, four, four and a half. Okay. Yeah, I also give this a four and a half. Um, I won't differentiate between action movie and movie, um, but um, it's a fantastic movie. It's a movie I've seen a million times. Definitely has its flaws to it, and there's like, well, what about this? What about that? Um, I don't know. Then I talk more about it. Like, why wouldn't I make this five? I it, it's a. F- I don't know. You tell me. I, I don't. It's a fantastic. Like what? Like I don't really have any major beef about it. I will watch it every single time it's on TV. I quote it constantly. Fuck it. This is a five out of five. This is a fantastic movie. I could watch this all. I do watch it all the time. I love Jurassic Park. Yeah, I can't disagree with you. I saw this movie seven times in the theater. <laughs> if I don't give this a five, then what am I doing here? Yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah, this movie's great. I mean, the book's great, too. Everything about this movie is fantastic. It's it's classic Spielberg. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's classic action. It's great. I Well, maybe not classic action, but it's definitely an action film. Yeah, um, yeah I got to give it five because I'm even thinking, like I said, like the, the T-Rex scene is, is maybe my favorite movie scene of any movie ever yeah so it's like i gotta give this a five sure and it's 25 years old it absolutely holds up oh yeah you know it's i can't this movie's a five like if the movie ages this well how could it possibly be anything less than a five at this point yeah no i agree yeah five sweet all right all right so let's do some business here yeah i'm gonna leave this to you this time lpj i think i think i can handle it so we are of course last action podcast broadcasting every Monday, mm-hmm. uh, in conjunction with GameZilla Media. We got uh, GameZilla Podcast on Tuesday, hosted by uh, Jazzy and Grim. And then we've got... Uh, well, my, there's Test and Deadite well, that Test are the producers are two, as well. But mainly it's the other two. Well, um, you know, it's a pretty good share now between all four. The point is, <laughs> Wednesday is Noobs and Dragons. That's and that's true. what I wanted to get to. Noobs and Dragons is fantastic. If you like, If you like good stories, if you like hearing people get tortured... If you like all people almost dying, a.k.a. my brother almost dying every week. Hold on to your butts. Hold on to your butts. Noobs and Dragons is a podcast for you. It's Craig WK, Dungeon Master Extraordinaire for GameZilla Media and the, the world at large, taking my brother, Chops, uh, Jay, and Jazzy on a on their first foray into Dungeons and Dragons. Must go faster. Must, Must go, go faster. faster. Must go faster. And they're fantastic. <laughs> the, the episodes are great. They're, I think, like 60 episodes in. Um, you can definitely get caught up, believe it or not. Uh, and, and it's just a really, really good story. Uh, we've also got Bob and Bax, uh, Movie Blast on Fridays, and uh, a kid-friendly show, which there's not a lot of kid-friendly shows out there uh, in, in the podcast world. Definitely not this one. Certainly not. Uh, the Legend of Retro, hosted by Chops and the aforementioned Craig W.K., and uh, Xander, and, and sometimes The Glitch, and they talk about retro games. My son, my my eight-year-old son and I listen to it every single week. We love it. They do a great job. Um, we may have borrowed some elements of their show for our show. Clever girl. Some, <laughs> a.k.a. Xander may say we've stolen their show directly. They're, he's probably right. Hey, life finds a way. Life finds a way. Have I hit all of them yet? I'm doing pretty good here. You're Yeah, great. <laughs> Uh, we have a T-Rex. We have a T-Rex. <laughs> so check out all the podcasts on GameZilla Media. And if you like what we're doing, if you want more, we can give you more. Excuse me. Are there supposed to be dinosaurs on this dinosaur tour? You're really killing the business here. <laughs> I really hate that, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know. All right. So uh, check us out on Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com slash GameZilla Media. Any amount can help us. We as want to little as $1. On. Yeah, we have tiers that start as low as $1. We can give you more content. We just did a, uh, a Patreon special about what we think our definition of an action film is. Obviously, we have differing, differing opinions right now. Listen to our discussion on Patreon, and, and you may or may not get an answer uh, from what we decide. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. <laughs> uh, it's a very complicated question. Uh, the point is, you can get that content by, by donating to Patreon and helping us out, and we really appreciate it. 
We've got so much stuff for you sure. all day, every day, whether it's blogs as well. Sphincter here writes blogs all the time. I do. And then Craig WK does some long plays. We've got our which streamers. Which are also mostly clean as well. My eight-year-old son watches his long plays. we got five streamers on Twitch. There's there's constant things for people to do. And, and please go on to Patreon and, and help us out to keep things running. So. Yes. And speaking of helping us out, Kaz... Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for bringing us Jurassic Park. Granted, it's a movie we probably would have picked anyway, but I'm glad you picked it because it forced us to talk about it now, and I'm real happy we did. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. It's been fun. You did a great job. Good work. I love you guys. <laughs> it's a shame Beth couldn't be here, yes. seeing as she's really the one who loves I, the movie. I will let her know that I let her down and you guys down. <laughs> you did. I'm a little disappointed she's not sitting there instead of yes. <laughs> But this last action podcast has been terminated. But we'll be back. <laughs> <laughs>